Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 928. Lots of different stuff on our show this morning, including uh, news about a women's birding conference, a big birding competition. We'll hear avian audio postcards from North Carolina and Florida. We'll have an answer to the question, can Mike O'Connor and David Clapp suspend their feud long enough to do a Let's Ask Mike segment together? And we'll have a big announcement about a goal we set for the just-concluded month of March. Meanwhile, for the live version of our show, it's the 2nd of April. If you're anywhere near Worcester, Massachusetts, here's a recommendation. Swing by Holy Cross College. The Mass Audubon Birders Meeting is going on all day there today. Some great speakers, including David Sibley and our friends Candy and Chris Powell, manning a table for the Talking Birds show. That's at Holy Cross College, Worcester, Massachusetts. We're about to hear from Allison Willard in Highlands, North Carolina, representing herself and the rest of her family with a postcard from their recent participation in the Great Backyard Bird Count. Then we'll listen to Cecilia in St. Petersburg, Florida, who's watching and listening to some loud limpkins. Here's Allison. Hey, Ray. This is Allison, Michael, Watson, and Lachlan, the Willard family. We are here at the Highlands Botanical and Biological Center in Highlands, North Carolina. We've just seen the bufflehead and its wintering home. We've seen and heard many song sparrows, blue jays, and red-shouldered hawks. It was a great morning to participate in the backyard bird count. Have a great day. Hi, Ray. I'm at Boyd Hill Nature Preserve in St. Petersburg, Florida. This is Cecilia. And that is a limpkin sitting atop a bush and making a lot of racket. You can hear there's a squirrel in the background. And I can also hear a cat bird. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cecilia, for that. And thank you, Allison. Great audio postcards. We'd love to get them. Just send yours to Ray at TalkingBirds.com. Just make a little recording on your smartphone or other device if you can make a file out of it. Send it to Ray at TalkingBirds.com, and we'll uh, get it on the air here. Meanwhile, this must be a seabird. Kind of sounds like a sailor's pipe of some sort. There, this is our mystery bird preview of the contest coming along a little bit later on in this morning's show. Uh, Before that, a quick reminder, uh, Karen from Marblehead, Mass. Karen, we uh, picked your name in a random drawing last week and kind of lost you after that. And 
forgot to mention it on the air. If you're listening, Karen, give us a jingle. So we'll arrange to send the prizes from last week's contest. Our mystery bird is a stocky diver. The male is all black with a big orange knob at the base of the bill. The female is a kind of sooty brown with a light face patch. Our bird breeds in northern Canada and Alaska and winters all along the Atlantic, Pacific, and Gulf coasts of the U.S., feeding on mollusks and aquatic invertebrates and some vegetation and making a sound like this when the males are calling. Those are the prizes, um, I mean the clues. The prizes include the following from Brome Bird Care, a Brome Squirrel Buster standard feeder. It's truly squirrel-proof thanks to its weight-adjustable closing mechanism. And from Wisdom Supply, providers of plastic-free, vinyl-free, and spiral-free school and office supplies, a $20 gift certificate all coming along on the Mystery Bird contest in a little bit here. Happy to be able to salute more Talking Birds ambassadors helping us spread the word about our show and about what we're trying to spread, which is the news about birds and conservation. Thank you to Rick Zabo from Picton, Ontario, Canada. Thank you so much, Rick. And about 400 miles uh, west-southwest of Rick, it's Jonathan Prelly from Bennington, Vermont. Thank you, Jonathan, who says, I wish your show was an hour long. We're still working on it, Jonathan. Thank you. (laughs) By the way, from Eric in uh, Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, he says, I love your show. It keeps me on top of what's new in the world of bird conservation. And he says he's a Pennsylvania master naturalist in training and setting up a venue at Tyler Arboretum where he's doing several presentations at a school to celebrate Earth Day. And he would like us to send us some more cards and or send him some more cards. And we said yes. Thank you so much, Eric. Well, if you've been listening to our show for the past few weeks, you may have heard about the goal we set. It was to grow our Talking Birds Ambassadors family to 800 members by the end of March. Well, the deadline has passed, and we have something to report. We thought we'd be singing this song. Close, but no cigar. We thought we'd be doing some of this. But then on March 30th at 11.31... P.M. Eastern, we received an ambassador sign-up from Charity Hagen in Wildemar, California, and she became Talkin' Birds Ambassador number 800. So we're doing this instead of crying. Thank you so much. Thank you to Charity and all the other amazing listeners who uh, helped us uh, get to that goal of 800 members of our Talkin' Birds Ambassadors family. And, of course, we're marching on, and we would like to continue growing our family to get involved. Just go to the Get Involved tab at TalkingBirds.com, and you'll see where it says Become an Ambassador. Still to come on our show today, we'll welcome back our friend Hannah Busher, who will be telling us about an international women's bird conference in Uganda and a major birding competition in Israel. We'll also have Mike O'Connor, Almost Live, from the archive. And up next, a bird we watched as it rode the waves at beautiful Beaverstale, uh, Beavertail State Park in Rhode Island's Narragansett Bay early this week. It's our featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, 
Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. The great ornithologist Edward Howe Forbush described the bird we're hearing as the little brown-capped pensioner of the dooryard and lawn that comes about farmhouse doors to glean crumbs shaken from the tablecloth by thrifty housewives. It's the chipping sparrow. A Forbush contemporary, noted naturalist and essayist John Burroughs, wrote a short story about this bird that included an observation of a very helpful chipping sparrow feeding a nest full of chicks. American robin chicks. Breeding plumage adult chipping sparrows sport brown wings over a light gray body, and the face features a black eye line and a nearly white eyebrow under a rusty red crown. The chipping sparrow is seen in woodlots and neighborhoods pretty much all across North America and was once known as the hare sparrow thanks to its habit of lining its nest with horse hair. Fur from your napping golden retriever might provide a ready horsehair substitute for birds eyeing a shrub or tree in your backyard as a nesting site. Chipping sparrows will often visit backyard feeders, especially if they're filled with black oil sunflower seed, and they'll also eat good seed mixes scattered on the ground. It's Spizella passerina, today's featured feathered friend, the chipping sparrow. Well, that obviously is not the bird that we saw riding the waves off of Beaver Tail State Park. We're just a little mixed up here today. That's that's our mystery bird that we were referring to about that uh, riding the waves. But we are hoping to see that uh, bird we just featured right here in the grounds of our home radio station in eastern Massachusetts. We usually do see the chipping sparrow here, and we're looking for it. Welcome again to our show. It's our show number nine hundred. 28. Well, in December of 2023, a big bird-themed event is scheduled to take place in Kampala, Uganda. It's the International Conference for Women Birders. An exciting event, but not without some controversy and challenges uh, this year, as we're about to learn. Hannah Bushard, who's planning to be part of that conference in December, is here to tell us about that, along with a few other bird-related happenings. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning, Ray. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome to having you on again. We're glad to have you back. And we had you on earlier about uh, your wonderful birding podcast, and we'll we'll get to that uh, here too. But I want to ask you about those well those controversies there in Uganda. But uh, first, if you would give us an overview of the International Conference for Women Birders, so the first ever, I believe, and how it came to be and what its aims are. Sure. Yeah. So if anyone knows anything about uh, birding in Uganda, they likely know of Herbert Birahenga, who is the director of Bird Uganda Safaris. Um, in 2013, he created with a number of women in Uganda, the Uganda Women Birders, which is a fantastic initiative to create opportunities for women to become guides in Uganda. And, you know, I had the opportunity to go a couple years ago and meet some of these fantastic women guides who are out there, you know, showing off what women can do and creating opportunities for others, which is an amazing effort. And um, in a couple of years ago, Herbert had the idea to get together a group of women and 
you know, create this conference for women birders to provide opportunities for women across the world to network, come see what Uganda has to offer, and uh, just get together and celebrate what women birders can do. So I was really excited to take on that charge, and I'm the secretary of the board for that. And it's been such a great couple of years getting to know other women birders across the world as we put together this conference. Wow, it is just just fantastic. Meanwhile, as I understand it, the Ugandan government has launched a major crackdown against members of the LGBTQ plus community there. And uh, I think when we talked earlier, you indicated that uh, you and other folks are just really at this point trying to figure out what's going to happen there. Yeah, it's a really unfortunate situation. At this point, the president of Uganda has not um, yet signed that bill to pass it, uh, but the parliament did. And so we're really at this point trying to figure out, um, you know, where we're at with that. And I just am very, you know, frustrated to hear this news because mm. I think Uganda is a fantastic birding location. You know, it it receives a lot in tourism. And um, I hate to see that this, uh, this bill that's being, you know, gone through parliament is going to really uh, destroy the tourism there. Mm-hmm. And we don't know yet what the president is going to do, I guess, right? At this point, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No. So we're still trying to figure out what that means for us. Meanwhile, you've just returned from a birding competition in Israel. Tell us a little bit about that, Hannah, and about your team, the Koa Women in Step. That's S-T-E-P-P-E. Right. <laughs> so um, our team, the Women in Step, formed three years ago when the conservation initiative was for the Step Eagle. So that's where the name comes from for that. Um, but we're an international all-women's team. We're the first of its kind to compete in this competition. And uh, the Champions of the Flyway started in 2014 to fundraise for conservation projects. As part of it, uh, we fundraised for months in advance of the competition. And then the competition is a 24-hour bird race through the Negev Desert of mm-hmm. Israel to see as many birds as we can. All right. And and then raising money for, for what this year? Yeah. So um, this year we raised money for the red-breasted goose, which is a um, endangered or it's a, a threatened species that occurs in um, between like Russia and Bulgaria and um, a lot of area up there. So unfortunately mm-hmm. we didn't get to see any in Israel, ah. but we were fundraising for um, the birding organizations in Bulgaria and Kazakhstan that is working to protect these species from uh, threats like illegal hunting. Uh-huh. Well, your team at the uh, Champions of the Flyway competition has a connection to the International Birding Conference, right, in terms of somebody on your team? Yes, we do. So um, last year we competed and fundraised for the turtle dove. And so this year when we decided to race again, you know, I, I brought up maybe we should try to bring somebody from Uganda to join our team and make it a little bit more international as well as represent the Uganda women birders. So we had Patricia join us, which was so much fun to have her join our team. And she was a great addition as she is very familiar with a lot of the African species that migrate through. Mm-hmm. So this year's Champions of the Flyway uh, competition is over. For folks that might be intrigued by the idea, what should they do to find out, like, maybe for next year? Yeah, so it is over. Um, the race occurred on March 27th. Uh, my team did raise about $14,000 for conservation. So we're still fundraising for the next month. 
Um, so if you do want to donate, you can definitely do so if you wish to. Um, but next year, if you'd like to compete in the Champions of the Flyway or even just be a part of it, there is the Lot Bird Festival that happens uh, towards the end of March, early April each year. And it is just a fantastic opportunity to see a different part of the world than many of us probably get to mm -hmm. and see some incredible desert species. Well, you've been on with us before, as I mentioned, uh, Hannah, talking about your Hannah and Eric Go Birding podcast. But you have other podcasts now as well, in, if, uh, including one called the Women Birders Happy Hour podcast. I got to hear about <laughs> that one. That's true. So a couple of things I'm very passionate about are uh, women's involvement in birding and also uh, cocktails. And so <laughs> I decided to pair those two things together and create the podcast Women Birders Happy Hour, in which I interview women about their experiences in the birding community. And then I craft a cocktail based on a bird that they mentioned during their interview. All right. Brilliant. Hannah Bushard is the co-host of Hannah and Eric Go Birding. And other podcasts, including the Women Birders Happy Hour podcast. You can learn more about her, more about the Champions of the Flyway competition, including how to donate. That's still possible there. Uh, you can find out that at the website, at Hannah's website, gobirdingpodcast.com. Hannah, thanks for being with us again here. Good luck with those uh, podcasts, plural, and all your other birding adventures. Thanks so much for having me. Hannah Bushard here on Talking Birds. And up next, can Mike O'Connor and David Clapp be on the air together? Or will there be trouble in light of their famous feud? We'll find out in the Let's Ask Mike segment, almost live from the archive, in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. Well, this is indeed the bird that we watched in the Atlantic Ocean waters, Narragansett Bay, Rhode Island, this past week. It's our mystery bird. It's a stocky diver. The male is all black with a big orange knob at the base of the bill. The female kind of a sooty brown with a light face patch. Our bird breeds in northern Canada and Alaska and winters all along the Atlantic, Pacific, and Gulf coasts of the U.S. and feeds on mollusks aquatic invertebrates, and some vegetation. What is that bird? Tell us what it is or take your guess because a drawing will determine our winner if we don't get an exactly correct answer. And we have some beautiful prizes here, including from our friends at Brome Bird Care, a Brome Squirrel Buster standard feeder. This is truly squirrel-proof thanks to its weight-adjustable closing mechanism, and it features proven seed saver technology, a patented seed tube ventilation system, and a chew-proof seed tray. 
And from Wisdom Supply, providers of plastic-free, vinyl-free, and spiral-free school and office supplies, a $20 gift certificate. Those are the prizes in our Mystery Bird Contest. And if we get to our bonus question, as we often do, we have a feather-friendly bird window collision kit ready to dispense as well. So give us a call as soon as you possibly can so we'll have time for the contest at 781-837-4900. Once again, it's 781-837-4900. Give us your definitive answer or your guess. It could uh, pan out anyway. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, let's ask Mike, almost live from the archive, in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talking Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed. Well, David, by the magic of technology, we're about to connect all the way to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Really? Which is miles from here. I'll step outside right now. Uh, to talk with Mike, <laughs> Michael Connor down there at the Bird Watchers uh, General Store. Good morning, Mike. Oh, good morning, Rain. Good morning, Big Dave. Good morning, Michael. So we're talking. Hey, I hear you going to Texas. I am, I am. Can you give Texas me any on ad- vacation? Now, going on vacation, shouldn't you have to get a job before you go on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a right. lifetime of hard work. That's why I never go. <laughs> so we talked about the, all this bird migration, and birds are coming through our backyards in the spring, Mike. And people sometimes, uh, well, you would know this better than anybody, that people sometimes take down their feeders uh, after the winter. And, uh, well, a lot of people do, but certainly not yet. I yeah. mean, spring's a tough time for birds. The plants really haven't come out yet, and the bugs haven't popped out yet. So I would continue feeding birds. And I've said this before on your show, but if I was going to feed birds it would be in the spring especially as it's april turns into may because this is when birds are are coming up from the south and you might get some more unusual birds here at the big deals like an indigo bunting or a blue grosbeak or here even the um rose grosbeaks are a big deal in our part of the world but wherever you are birds are moving and you might get a chance to get an odd or unusual bird so if you're going to if you're going to feed birds i would do it spring and especially into the late spring and then when june hits and all the bugs stop popping up then if you want to shut it down you don't have to but if you want to do it then that would be a good time to do it and we're going to see a lot of birds here in the New England area very soon. David was talking about yeah. those uh, purple martins that we, uh, we we featured a little while purple ago. Purple martins. I've had a lot of purple finches as well. There were sandhill cranes reported yesterday. Stuff is happening. Right, right. That's what's, what's nice about feeders. Is a lot of people don't get, aren't as active as, as as you are, David, with all your mountain climbing and, and all that. <laughs> but, 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 but a lot of people just depend on their backyard. And I, and I say this a lot, but 
If you're going to have a feeder, have it where you can see it and pay attention to it, whether it's in your, your office window, your den window, or your kitchen window where you look out a lot, and you'll see different things. Like, didn't you have a lot of uh, siskins this year? Lots. Lots of siskins. Yeah. yeah, right. I didn't have a one, but I looked out every day. <laughs> well, you they know, wanted to go to your house, though. but I told them not to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that, know where you buy your seed, David, but it looks <laughs> magical. I better break this up here, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Talk to you next week. Okay, I'll see you two later. Yeah, bye, Mike. Mike O'Connor down there at the legendary Birdwatchers General Store. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. All right, we're hearing that seagoing bird one more time there. It's our mystery bird, and this, therefore, is our mystery bird contest. Description again, a stocky diver. The male is all black with a big orange knob at the base of the bill. The female kind of a sooty brown with a light face patch. Our bird breeds in northern Canada and Alaska and winters all along the Atlantic, Pacific, and Gulf coasts of the U.S. Feeds on mollusks and aquatic invertebrates and some vegetation. And a beautiful lineup of prizes, including that Broom Squirrel Buster standard feeder from Broom Bird Care, and that $20 gift certificate from our friends at Wisdom Supply. 781 837 4900 is the number. Laura is in America's hometown, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. Are you by the sea? It kind of sounds like an ocean waves there. Yeah, um, I am. I'm not. I'm like just a, a couple of blocks walk from um, Plymouth Coastline. Nice. Okay, that is that is the surf. Maybe we're hearing there. Then all right. So what about that mystery bird? What do you think, uh, Laura? Uh, my guess. Oh, sorry. My guess is it's a cormorant. A cormorant. That's been a popular guess the last couple of weeks here. It seems like, but uh, it is still not a cormorant. We're gonna to have to uh-huh. make we're gonna to have to make some kind of a cormorant our mystery bird soon, but not on the today's show, unfortunately. Okay, well thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Thank you, Laura. All right, not any kind of a cormorant here, but what is it? Let's go to Tyler, who's uh oh, this is where we saw our mystery bird. No, we don't we uh had a, we lost Tyler. We don't have Tyler. All right. I hope Tyler is okay. So we'll go to Charlie. He's in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Charlie. Hey, Ray. How you doing? I've been listening to you since show number 200. What about 199 and the ones before that? Where were you then, Charlie? Well, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I never knew about your show, and I loved it. And, and you and Captain Lou and the whole crew. And uh, I've always listened to you. I've turned people on to your show. Thank but you. anyhow, my yeah. quality yeah. guesses today, <laughs> I should have gone with my gut feeling last week, which yeah. was a snake bird. That was the nickname. Yeah. My quality guest today is the Black Scooter. The Black Scooter. Well, that's a different kind of a pronunciation, but I think uh, the judges are probably going to give you a thumbs up on that and say yes. Uh, most folks call it a scoter. Yeah, the Black Scooter. Um, just Because it's only got one O in there. Uh, the, the least common of the three scoters that we see in, uh, or we found it, find in North America. The others are the Surf Scooter. They call it the skunk face because it has this wild black and white pattern on the face. And then the white-winged scoter. So those are the three, but the black scoter is the one for today. And, Charlie, we have time for a bonus question. What do you think about that? Do you want to try it? Well, 
Let's go for it. Thanks, Brian. We'll go for it. Okay, here it is. One of the following has the largest eyes of any animal in the world. Which is it? Multiple choice. Is it A, the great horned owl? B, the blue whale? C, the colossal squid? Or D, the customers getting Google-eyed over the merchandise at the Birdwatcher's general store? Yeah. I'm going to go with D, Ray. You're going to go with D for the the customer? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have to. You have to to do. You feel obligated to do that. Yeah. um, Yes, uh, I do. That is uh, actually not correct, but I'll give you another try. I know. I know. How much did Mike pay you to pick that answer? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to send me 20 bucks. (laughs) Mike Riggs calls for us all the time. It's amazing how he does that. So uh, do you want to try another guess, Uh, Charlie? We'll give you one more. Uh, you had, I'm going to go with. Yeah. You, you go over it again for me. Sure, quickly? the great horned owl, the blue whale, or the colossal squid. Uh, I'm going to go with B. B would be the blue whale. That's yes, not sir. correct. Uh, it's actually the colossal squid. Sounds like it might be a joke, but it's really true. The colossal squid can weigh more than a thousand pounds, has a length of more than thirty feet thereby also making it the world's largest known invertebrate. Pretty amazing, yeah, huh? Phenomenal, yep. But you're the winner of our contest, Charlie. Stay on the line, and we'll send stuff to Pennsylvania. Thanks, Ray. God bless you and your family. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks for being with us next week. Debbie Bleacher will be here in the Talking Birds Science Corner. Thanks for listening. See you next week. The Bird Show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.